Welcome to the Blue Pod Finals Edition. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duthie. Maddie, welcome to Blue Pod in September. Great intro choice. Hopefully we have to roll that week again, week after week after week. <laughs> after Google, how many September songs are there? <laughs> we're just, let's just flog that one to death. <laughs> um, Wow, we've we've won our first final, Maddie. We did not see this coming halfway through the year in front of ninety two thousand at the G. We were there. Um, pretty special moment, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Uh, what an experience at the G. Big final with a big win. Uh, really special experience. They have what was it like? You know, probably eighty five thousand Blues fans there. Oh, uh, I know. Just such an atmosphere. Such an atmosphere and we'll dive in properly, but uh, we had a Bay of Sydney supporters next to us and we were having quite an enjoyable chanting battle together. Very glad mm. that we reigned victorious <laughs> in that in more ways than one. Um, if you're new to the Blue Pod, joining us for finals to get all your Carlton content, welcome. And if you're a regular, welcome as well. We love our regulars the most. Um, we do a four-quarter performance here. We break the pod into four quarters. In the first, we give our reactions to the game. In the second, we talk about the players. And the best and fairest has concluded, but we will vote for a finals MVP. Who would have thought that uh, Cottrell might be ahead of uh, Crips <laughs> at this point? Yep. <laughs> uh, in the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective. We talk selection, strategy, and our opposition for the next final and in the fourth quarter we'll open our mailbag maddie let's dive in so our first final in a decade carlton 11 8 74 beat the sydney swans who didn't go away 9 14 68 by a kick goals we had cottrell with two martin with two acres chera cripps kerno doherty and always with one apiece disposals while she was everywhere with 29 acres with 26 hewitt with 25 Chera 24, Newman inside 23, and I just thought I'd add Crips and Doc with 21 just to give a general picture. Mm. As you said, Maddie, what a night. We really came out of the block strong uh, and held on. My goodness, um, our hearts were in our mouths in that first, oh. uh, in the that last 10, 10 minutes or so, weren't they? Oh, you couldn't relax. At half time, you thought, hey, there's a chance. We could come out in this third quarter, put together another good quarter, and relax and enjoy the last. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Sydney were. Pretty much on top the whole second half and it was just hanging on for dear life, it felt like. And definitely well, we didn't give a, us a break, did it? No, sorry, buddy. We had a turning point at the start of the third, which we have um, – since you've mentioned it, we're going to touch on Straight it. Straight into it. I knew you'd bring Straight this up at some it. point. I don't think it was going to be the first topic, but yeah, okay. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been worked up about it. Um, Harry McKay is standing up, up front of goal from point blank range after already missing from point blank range. We would have blown it out to a 35-point margin – and he misses, mm-hmm. and instead Sydney get the next two, and it's gone from what would have been a 35-point margin to a 21-point margin, game on. Was it only the Moments next two? I thought games. they kicked like four in a row. Oh, they probably did. Sorry, I just made a note during the game. It probably was the next avalanche of yeah. goals. Yeah. Um, it was 48-37 next minute. So, yeah, they've kicked a bunch. Um, but we could have really started the the half in the manner you described, had a relaxing you know, evening at the G, enjoyed it. Uh, and, you know, who knows how much turns on that. But moments in games and we'll get mm. to Harry and you got to feel for him above all else. He's not trying to miss, but yeah, and goodness it's not me. just his fault. You know, they've obviously gone and got through us a few times far too easily and and uh, sort of managed to work their way through our defense and there was plenty of opportunities as a team to stop that. But I agree with you. It felt like a turning point. But I'll, more than that, it felt like Harry dropped his head after that a bit. I think he felt yeah a bit deflated. Uh 
in a final, I think you feel the pressure. I think uh, similarly, uh, although he didn't, he kept going well, but Kempi, when he sort of mucked around on the goal line and ended up fumbling it and yes. Sydney kicked goal, he was furious with himself. And I think the occasion, yeah. to think that you might have cost your team in a final, I think can really weigh on someone. But yep. up yep. until that point, I think Harry had actually had a half-decent game. He took some really good marks up on the wings, some contested marks. Um, he, goal assist to yeah, Charlie. Yep, was handed, yep, was, yep, had flipped one? it off to Charlie. Uh, and he was looking all right. And then it seemed like there was a bit of a, a dropping of the head after that missed goal, a bit of a, oh, you know, I'm just here we go again. I can't kick a goal. Well, uh, had that one earlier in the game too, running into goal that hit the post. That's just not what he needed. No, that one, while not great, and he definitely should have got it, running in, guy on your tail, you sort of have a reason, I guess, for perhaps not executing. But dead in front. Oh, look, I haven't looked at it back too much. I did watch uh, the mini round and they showed him I missing. I watched the mini as well. <laughs> from where we were sitting, we were sort of side on to him on that half forward flank. So we had a side on view of him coming in. I remember as he came in, first of all, I was like, oh, he's going to drop punt it, which is interesting. You'd normally always, even though he's straight in front, you'd normally just snap it from there. Not that I'm against the idea of either. He can do whatever he likes, but I reckon he is not used to drop punting them from there because he got way too close to the man on the mark, in my opinion. Yeah. Looked, from where I was yeah. sitting, it looked like he got uh, awkwardly close, which I wonder if that sort of caused him to yank it a little bit. Probably should have gone around the corner because he was obviously overthinking it, um, hence why he got so close and sprayed it and then yeah. dropped his head, as he said. Uh, let's talk about some of the more positive moments from the game because that was a, a bit of a down one. But the good thing, I suppose, in that quarter is that we had that amazing Chez goal that followed right in front mm, of us. That was nice. Cripps kicked a mm, – it was nice. <laughs> Cripps, kicked, <laughs> Cripps kicked a beautiful captain's goal and got the baggers going with a let's, we'll say, bloody go to keep our PG rating, <laughs> uh, scream to the crowd. Um, and, you know, Sydney were really coming and we they we absorbed it, but they got a lot of scoreboard pressure on. Um, Martin got an important goal and we came back. So that was a real tussle in that third. Um yeah. But but we we came into the fourth, you know, and we really just clung on for dear life. It was kind of like the get the game the night before between Collingwood and Melbourne with us playing Collingwood's role, coming out of the block strong and then clinging. Um, because when the game started and we kicked the first two with uh, Cot- Doc's goal, then um, uh, Cottrell's handball to Harry, then to Charlie. So Charlie and Doherty within the first few minutes, we're thinking this will be a great night. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're out and about. And uh, they yeah. did close it in. We definitely looked like we came out to save the game in the fourth rather than win the game. Yeah. <sighs> so, look, it's a tough one. You don't want to take a couple of risks and then just hand them some easy goals and then close the margin early. But, gee, we were ultra conservative. And if we hadn't have got that goal sort of against the run of play, you know, obviously it would have been a draw. And, you know, with But you never know how things yeah. pan out. Everything changes, yeah. I guess. It's the old butterfly effect. But... Uh, yeah, it's just one of those ones where it's like, I don't know if that's the go. Like, you definitely want to be a little more proactive. Although Voss did say in his press, he just didn't think we played very well. So perhaps it wasn't no. from a – maybe that wasn't the plan just to hang on for dear life. But from maybe the players, maybe psychologically, just sort of get, you yeah. know, tightened up a little bit. Um, didn't want to totally. be the person who – like what we're talking about with Kemp and Made Harry. the game-losing mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone looks back and goes, oh, my goodness, I can't believe so-and-so in the game did this. And that moment cost us, yeah. yeah. You don't want that to be a defining point in your career. But, oof, gee, it was, uh, it, was, it was uncomfortable viewing, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It was very – when that when Blake Akers finally kicked that goal, I felt like I could finally breathe. It was, <laughs> it was a long fourth quarter. But you're right, Maddie. I think um, we didn't play that well. If we reflect on the game, which is what this quarter is for is holistically, like I didn't walk away thinking, wow, mm. we are just – 
that is fantastic brand of footy in September. Look out, Melbourne. I thought, oh, God, we to get away with one in a final. Like we, we played really good moments. But in the first quarter, we looked nervous. We went back to that kind of slower, stagnant um, options. We got going eventually, and um, but it seemed I think there was some nerves. Think about always trying to handball to Harry or Charlie or whoever yeah, it was on some, the line. Yeah, some and things you just never say. Newman did a terrible kick in and he's been reliable. Um, Voss did say in his press where he told the boys to embrace mistakes and that's going to happen, which is good, probably to try free them up. But you could sense the nerves. So I think it's not going to hurt that the monkeys off the back. Our stars, which we'll get to next quarter, didn't really fire with others. So there's a lot of room left in the tank for improvement, even yeah. though we got away with it. Yeah, I think we're just fortunate that when we did go forward, generally we looked... Uh, dangerous at times, and we were able to score uh, when we were on top, and that enabled us to to hang on. If it's one of those games where you were missing easy shots and the whole team was struggling to score, it could have been a different story when the opposition inevitably comes at you. Uh, luckily, our lead this time around was big enough. But I think it says a lot yeah. about the, the growth of the team and the style they've been mm. working on through this this period and the belief that they have that, it may not be a perfect game, but it can work. And that's just so important in AFL football. So important. Yeah, no, absolutely. In that fourth quarter, though, we were dying because they kept kicking it from every kick-in to the exact <laughs> Annoying because we're on the other, oh, we're on the other wing. <laughs> yeah, we're like, come this way. But every time where you were like turning to me going, where do you think it's going to go? <laughs> like clockwork. <laughs> it's almost the perfect setup for like a dummy play. Like you just you do it like five times in a row and then on the sixth time you just have Saad break out on the other wing or something like that, just catch everyone yeah. napping. Uh, well, we'd done the five. <laughs> yeah, they really loved key, and it didn't really work for us either, to be fair. It was uh, it came back quite a few times. Uh, the best result we pretty much was an out of bounds. We rarely got a, a mark off that off that kick into the to the flank and Yeah. Look, I guess it's conservative. It was coming back. It's out to the side. I don't know why they picked that side. Is it because it's near the interchange bench? Uh, it's like it, I'm not sure what the maybe because it's not natural for a left footer the way they play on and then kick it there. They have to sort of do, run a little S. S bend yeah. to get it back onto their left yeah, foot. Yeah, true. So it's not even the natural natural direction for you to be kicking in for most of our guys who bring it in. It's a. I'd love someone to tell me why that side. The only thing I can think of is the only difference between the two sides. Interchange, possibly. Is interchange, yeah. yeah. So you can get your good players on and off, maybe. But um, yeah, it was a persistent. We really were persistent. One trick pony. Yeah. If Melbourne have watched, they'll just uh, tell their team this week. If it's close, Carlton are just gonna. Kick it there every single time. Oh, Max Gorn will just be standing there just waiting for it. Yeah, exactly. So we've got to change that up. How did you feel, Maddie, when Sydney did get that goal? Um, Weeders almost marked it, slipped through his hands, but they got that goal. There was 25 seconds to go. The whispers were going through the crowd. Mm. We got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Were you nervous? I like. I was Slightly. starting to think, should I look up the rules of extended time right now <laughs> to refresh myself? Yeah, that was probably the one saving grace um, for my heart that it was exactly a goal. So worst case scenario was uh, extra, extra time. time. If it was a five-point margin, it would have been a little bit more nervous on the seat there. Probably would have been some oh. sweaty palms. It doesn't take much. A hack <laughs> kick, a mark on the 50, and how many times have we seen someone go back and slot one on the sire and other teams have done it? Uh, they did it to us time and time again last year. Hearts broke frequently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yes, it would have been – it was a, a nervy time, but could have been worse and, and ultimately we, we hung on. Um, which, Newman took that that mark and everyone – Yeah. They, we, they, were, they were going. They did. We managed to contest the centre. They didn't get a quick, clean break out of the centre clearance, which was, mm. I think, the, the the big one there. When the ball yeah. got bounced, I was like, just don't let Papley – I don't know if he was in there, but it's like earlier. Please don't let him near it, yeah. One. Yeah, just don't let him burst out of the middle. Just – very defensive setup. Whatever you've got to do to, to stop them from just getting a clear break, that's that's what you I've want watched, in that scenario. Um, 
Andy Mars call on at the end of the last I watched few minutes. The highlights Have you seen that? today, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the whole so thing. Great. Uh, you should watch the whole thing because he's at the end. He's saying uh, the last two minutes they posted. Um, if you don't, obviously everyone listening would know Andy Ma, the host of the Garden Show. We don't need to plug him. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, if you like us, is. give him a try. He's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> um, so he was uh, calling last bit in his Carlton T-shirt. So there was no, uh, you know, no. It was a. I think it was a dedicated Carlton. Um, because all the all three Paul? of them, all three of them were Carlton supporters that were yeah, calling it okay, together. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense yeah. to me. Because I was thinking, there's no impartiality going on there. No, I think it was a very deliberate, um, without no no impartiality. There was something SEN did, so it was a Carlton dedicated uh, call. So I think if you okay, a, that makes a lot more sense as well with the call that he did because he kept yeah. on saying, you know, Pino, just hit it at your feet, son. Hit it at your feet. Like. When he was calling like Cotters <laughs> as well for his goal, he's like Cots, Cots, Cots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. worth a watch if you haven't seen it. But yeah, the hearts are in mouths. It also just, uh, since we're discussing the game, we can't really discuss the game without discussing the wild conditions. It's going to be very different this Friday, isn't it? Mm. It was windy, swirling, rain. It was a bit of a mess and we've very got some wintry. warm weather coming this week. Yeah, yeah very wintry. No, it was slippery. Uh, it would have been very greasy out there. The wind was swirling around. It's you know Everyone in the stand, was. everyone thought the wind was going against their team. I remember thinking, oh, we're kicking against the breeze. And then I heard a Sydney guy go, oh, we're against the breeze this quarter. And I was like, what? Uh, really? But I think the wind was just that swirly. I think it was just hard to judge where it was going. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was wild. So... Yeah, not our cleanest, best performance, but we got away with a win in September. And uh, I'll tell you the other thing I'm enjoying watching on social media so much. The Carlton uh, content at the moment couldn't be better, could it? No. But the memes going around saying day since Essendon have won a oh. final, 6,500. Day since Adam Sard has won a final, yep. like one. And then the useless <laughs> AFL Stats Facebook page put up a like, list. He's like joined the list of uh, Essendon players who have left and won a final. It's getting pretty long. Uh, oh, yeah. So satisfying, isn't it? Just uh, those little wins. It's a nice feeling to be on the end of that. After so much misery, we have to bask in this really joyous moment. Completely off topic, but speaking of AFL useless stats, there's a funny one that's apparently been going around for a while, but I wasn't aware of it. And this just yeah. it blew my mind. Uh, Joel Selwood has won just as many finals as St Kilda in their entire history. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blowing. I don't know. That Who one was getting say more about Joel Selwood. That one was getting thrown around when the Saints missed out. Um, so that's yeah, funny. Anyway, that's just a crazy one. Anyway, oh, sorry. I was kind of satisfied to have them out. Anyway, yep. let's go to the second quarter. Let's talk about our players. Even though we're in the finals edition, let's not change a good thing, Maddie. We've got a reliable, <laughs> repeatable brand. Let's bring it into September. Yeah. Uh, and let's name our boy and our whipping boy. If you are new, our boy is someone that doesn't make our votes. And we're going to vote for MVP, even though we've done our BNF, which was taken out by Charlie Kerno. Surprisingly, not really. Um, <laughs> and our whipping boy, uh, someone who, yeah, we're going to give some constructive criticism too. So, Maddie, off the top, who's your boy? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Fog this week. I really cool, like good choice. Some of his work out of the middle, uh, laid some ferocious tackles. Uh, I just, I noticed him a bit more. I don't know if it was just because we were at the ground. I haven't been to a game for a while. Um, but I just, yeah, he wasn't in my votes, and I thought uh, I, I was pretty pleased with the way he played. I thought he had a really good game when he when it was his turn to roll through the middle. I thought that's when he impressed me the most, and um, and then he yeah. obviously just does his job up forward as a harassing pressure tackler. But I thought a uh, excellent uh, sort of. Uh, guy to, to sort of fill that role of extra midfielder. I thought he did it well. Yeah, he comes through well. He does do that role well. And was he the one who laid that huge tackle at the end of the third quarter? Or was uh, it Newman? 
I feel like it might have been him. Not sure. I, don't, I can't remember. Oh, well, I can't remember the one off the top of my head. It's not sticking no, out no. for me. But yeah, he had the good. eight tackles he ended up having for the game, which which uh, so probably was him. Game high eight tackles. Well, team high. I don't know how many sitting there, but yeah, team high eight, uh, eight tackles. That's what we love to see. Um, my boy this week is TDK. Yes, nice. Um, I, I, I normally make notes during the season ahead of the pod, just little, you know, jot things down during the game, but I just want to enjoy the final. So I went fully on feel, although I've obviously watched many a replay since. <laughs> um, and just on feel at the ground, he didn't make my boats, but I just was liking what he was doing around the ground. Um, for the centre bounce, Pitto seemed to be possibly doing a little better at times, but around the ground I just thought Tom was going for things, playing with a bit more confidence and charisma than some of our other more nervy looking players. Um, yep. No, I and th- he, had, he had that terrible moment with Kemp, obviously, um, on the goal line <laughs> where he sh- shouldn't have given it up. But that aside, I, I liked what he did. That sort of, the thing about that made me sort of laugh. It was sort of Kemp was stuck and went, oh, someone just needs to boot it out of here. So he just gave it to TDK. And as a ruckman, he just did his natural instinct, which was, oh, I don't dispose of the ball here, have it back. <laughs> and TDK yeah, was like, what? Exactly. Oh, I wasn't ready for it. And through the hands it went. Um, yeah. But no, he was he was uh, he was good, wasn't he? With his fifteen touches, um, he had something like ten or fifteen hitouts. Uh, I thought he had a, a really really great game. Yeah, I, I really liked what we saw from him. He offered more around the ground and played with some confidence. So keep that going, and it was good. Him and Pitto were a good combo. We'll get the selection, but it'll be interesting to see if Jack's ready with all the potential changes. What happens there? Yep. Um, whipping boy, Maddie, who've you got? Uh, so I've just lost my notes, but I did have a good think about it. And there was a couple options and it's sort of always a tricky one when you win a, win a final, I feel like it's hard to, to, it was hard. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like there was any good option to be honest. I'm just, it's more of a, I feel like Chincotta's lucky to be in the team. So I just sort of gave him the He was on my list. Yeah. The other one was. I didn't think he did anything to be like. No. You know, oh, that was worthy of maintaining the spot. <laughs> and I was pretty disappointed with, with Haz, the way he dropped his, Harry, way he dropped his head, and obviously that miss was pretty crucial. Yeah. So I sort of had him down as a, yeah. but you never know, like he did get concussed. He may have come back and had a great last quarter and um, feels a bit harsh to give it to someone who got concussed and weren't able to play the game out. So I sort of went with Ching Cotter as my, as my first choice. But he, as you said, didn't do anything really necessarily wrong. I just feel like he's, the vibe for me is just a bit lucky to be there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I had two options and you've named them both. Chincotta, obviously, you've gone for. Um, and I have Harry, which was very, very harsh, as you've said. Um, and I want to put on the record that Harry doesn't want this. We don't want this for him. He's not trying to miss those goals. And he had a really good game in other ways. But I kind of put him down as my whipping boy as a discussion point. We've already touched on it. But I just fear, and he's not going to play next week, unfortunately, with those concussion protocols. Uh, and he's so important in other ways, but his goal-kicking Maddie is a momentum killer. <laughs> you can just feel the energy be sapped from the team and the stands. Now, we've already talked, so we don't need to harp on, and he doesn't mean to do it, and I feel for the guy, and I don't want us all piling on him, but he is paid a lot of money to kick goals, and when he misses them and the team doesn't get to capitalise on the good work, I worry that it kind of has a, a flow-on effect. Yeah, and I, it's been... Uh bad for a while and it's just like that that little devil on his shoulder which got pretty big and then I think he managed to shrink it down but it's always there and it doesn't take long for him to grow you can see it as soon as he misses especially like a really gettable one if it's 
you know, something that's not necessarily guaranteed. I don't think it bothers him too much. But those ones which are just gimmies, not only you can just see everyone and it's I feel bad for him. The murmuring around the ground when he lined up from fifteen yes. out straight in front doesn't yep. doesn't help the situation. Everyone, you and I I was like, I yeah. can't watch this. No. And then I thought, but surely surely it'll still go through, but no. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things I the problem I is I just fear it's gonna take a long time. If he can shake the the curse of it, it's just gonna take him a long time to to, to get rid of it, I feel. Yeah, exactly. We'll move on. He doesn't, you know, we love Harry and I, I don't want him to cop any hate because I don't think, I think he... No, and as I said, he played well up until then. He took some really great marks and set a few things up and uh, he's a big man. He's hard to match up on. He's super quick. So he's got a lot of skills and I think he plays an important role still for us. I think you'd still name him if he wasn't concussed, I think. But uh, yeah. It might have been a tricky selection choice. Um, if Sauce was available, I, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, the question's possibly off the table. Well, definitely Harry won't be playing next week. Um, let's go to the part of the ground that I want to start with because let's start at the top. Let's talk about our wingers. Who would you rather start with, Cottrell or Akers? Both Ooh. absolutely excellent outings. <laughs> talk about turning Who a weakness into it? a strength. I know. It, totally. Massive game from, from both of them. Uh, especially Cotter's first half was best first half he's probably ever played in his life. Uh, yeah. Massive. Uh, Acres. Uh, built for finals, apparently. Who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah, 570 metres gained. Um, Cotters didn't have quite the same numbers for metres gained, but his running was off the charts. He laid some he huge He ran 17 tackles. Ks, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. That I heard he ran 17 me. Ks. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, he was on ground. His time on ground was 95%. He was the second highest between behind uh, Weeders. So he's just an he absolute You couldn't take our star player machine. off. <laughs> no, he had seven score involvements, equal team high, Cotters. Uh, yeah, amazing. Massive. I particularly loved that one where it was a bit of a team effort. The He contested a ball in the forward pocket and Akers had busted his yes. backside off to get down there and help um, apply a bit of pressure. And then Cotters was in his rich vein of form at that point and just went straight after the ball, did that beautiful slide pick up and snap on his left over the shoulder for a goal, which... The persistence of that was great. He yeah. just uh, kept going at it and, and that finish. It's not just his uh, endurance, though. He's got a bit of, bit of turn of foot. His ability to burn a player off sometimes as well, mm-hmm. um, Cottrell, or chase a player down, It's, it's uh, he's just... It was a great game for him. He did get a little quiet in the second half, I felt, but massive in the first half. Absolutely massive. And he's got a goal sense. He just, he's a goal sneak. He seems to just know where, that, know where they are and find a way. I just, I thought he was, yeah, really up there for us as obviously one of our best on. Amazing, amazing game. Voss has um, spoken highly of in recent weeks and said he's very significant and he's had a few down weeks, but that's got to be a game for the ages for him. More mm. of that, please. I think the thing that's also very similar for both of them, besides their running power, I think they've both got really, really well-rounded games. Uh, both can mm. both can take a mark. Both, uh, well, I wouldn't say close, neither of them are known for their kicking, but you know, reasonably reliable usually kick, um, but equally tough and contested on the ground ball. They sort of do it all. They're very, uh, very versatile wingers. They're not just a, a one-trick pony. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about Acres a bit more because, wow, uh, mm. if he isn't named Maddie um, with that collarbone issue, like, do we do we win that game? Those two Whoa. critical touches. No, massive. Uh, look, it's it's arguable. He was. I. It's just he had a huge influence, not only in scoring a goal but saving those two goals. The the fingertip on both, yeah. um, and the desperation. The they weren't easy gets. It wasn't like he was just right in the right no. place, which he normally is. It was lunging efforts, fingernails, literally uh, yep. on the Game ball. of inches. Yeah, it is. And 
Yeah, it was definitely – it's got to be his best game in blue, doesn't it? That'll be the one that goes down oh. down in the history books as a That's... as a great great Carlton finals performance. Up there with Digan's – what did Digan get? Like six goals in that, in that, that final? That whatever was, it was silly, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last time, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was an incredible game from, from Makers. It was, it was all heart. He gave 100% effort. Those game-saving touches were, as you say, desperation. When no one else was there, he was the guy launching. Do you hear Longmuir – um, had a whinge about the um, review technology, considering they were on the other oh, end of that Adelaide decision. Like, I saw the the highlight. I saw the the grab on the video, so I started watching it. But he didn't seem to. I didn't couldn't be bothered watching too much of it, and he didn't really get into it. And he was being fairly, um, like he wasn't sort of whinging. He wasn't when I was watching at the start of the press conference. He was just saying like, oh, you know, we just weren't good enough, and he wasn't whinging too much at the start. So I thought, oh, maybe it's just a bit of a beat up. So I stopped watching. So I didn't hear exactly what he said. He said something like the technology. He, he said we've been on both sides of it. I think he was reasonably measured in that sense, but he said it clearly needs improving the technology. On one sense, the re- reviews didn't look good, but with that photos now come out, that makes it crystal clear that it, both the second one that was more controversial was touched. I, the I know review what, technology is pretty average, I guess. Yeah, there was definitely one that was hundred percent. You could see the ball rotation change, and the other one was just so close. It was just, and as you There's said, a the, photo the photo of that photo, one though. Yeah, now which, that, yeah, right on it, and. We're obviously Carlton supporters, so we see it through the through the blue goggles. But to me, yeah. they both look like ones where you thought they were touched. It just had the the vibe of a of a touched ball both times yeah. to me. Um, yeah, and yeah. Akers was so confident as well. Unlike the Marchbank touch in the Melbourne game, where he seemed surprised himself that he'd somehow yeah. touched it. Also, Akers was pretty confident. Not just Akers. I think all the guys around the way everyone around there acts, like even the other players, the way they sort of, if they celebrate, don't celebrate, if they jog to set up or yeah. whatever, there's just a bit of a vibe, I think, when when players sort of seem, and it sort of gave that to me. And I don't know, look, we'll, t- you know, whatever, we take it. Um, yeah. Look, I think the technology is good. I thought it was getting ridiculous watching that one that was really close with the zooming and the blurring. And I think there comes a point where you just got to roll with the, with the umpire's call. You can't get everything definitive on technology, not the way they've got it set up at the moment. I know they're talking about chips in balls yeah. and things, so maybe that'll that'll help. That might help, yeah. yeah. I think they're just freaking out after what happened with Adelaide. But uh, So AFL are probably really happy with us for knocking Sydney out because how awkward if they'd steamed through <laughs> finals. <laughs> maybe that was the conspiracy um, test. Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, let's keep talking about the middle of the ground. Um, let's talk about Cripps. Obviously, we're really excited to watch him play finals. Everyone was. He was tagged. He didn't tear the game apart, but he stood up when his moment arrived and kicked that really important goal in the third, didn't he, Matty? He did. The only thing that sort of surprised me was he only got the three clearances. I'm used to seeing him get tagged and uh, he, he plays a role, but, um, yeah, he had a few unlucky frees against him and never really had too many moments around the ball. He got some amazing little handballs out that were pretty – that he does pretty spectacular. You always wonder how he did it. Uh, but I, he does – he has a gravity to him. Having him not there the previous week, I think you notice – the, he draws a lot of attention and um, I think yep. he opens up a lot of possibility for the other guys around him. Yeah, uh, I think I he's smart where he positions himself and uh, he, he, at worst case scenario, he's eliminating one of their best midfielders because they have to tag him um, in those centre bounces. They can't just let him let him roam. So I agree, it wasn't, wasn't maybe perhaps the game we thought we are going to see from him in a final, but um, I think it was a pretty crucial role he played for the team. And as you said, that, said it better, that goal he kicked, he absolutely flushed that, that, that kick. Like as soon as he left the boot, it never looked like it was missing. And it was an, imp- it was a very important moment and he stood up when he needed to, which was really important. So I'll be excited to see what he brings next week because there's definitely uh, room for more. And obviously it'll be an interesting battle 
ahead with the Melbourne midfield. Um, but it's someone who did stand up in the midfield, Sam Walsh, after some time away, really um, came out and had a, such an important game. Uh, topped our disposals, didn't he? And just was everywhere, running yeah. and putting in those defensive efforts as well. Just classic Sam Walsh game. Was he actually contested? Uh Contested. He actually topped a lot of our stats. He had seven score involvements, which was equal highest. He had the most clearances with six. He had the most inside fifties with nine. Uh, he was wow. he was right up there. He had a bigger influence than I realised. Actually, uh, being at the ground, you, um, it, I didn't notice yeah. him. You notice him more on television when you can sort of get that close I up. Of, more in the yeah, replay as well. Yeah. yeah, when you can see the bit of the close up and you can see the work he's doing, uh, you notice it a bit more at the ground. It's sort of a it just for whatever reason didn't quite catch the eyes much, but uh, amazing game. I think it's interesting how our midfield's evolved. It's well, well, saying Cripps plays such a crucial role. It's uh, Walsh and Chera really mm. are sort of taking the the bulk of the load in there. It feels like at times they're playing that more traditional inside outside uh, role, yeah. covering covering a lot there, and it's 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 becoming a good little group. It's a good little group. And speaking of Chess, he actually was one who at the ground, if I had to say at the ground who'd played better, I would have probably said Chera uh, yeah. just from watching it. He had so many nice moments, seemed to be involved in uh, pushes forward and having a lot of influence. Um, obviously on replays, we've said, well, she was absolutely everywhere as well. But Chera, gosh, what a year. And he's just kept that form rolling to finals. That goal that turned it around for us really in the third. And yeah, just just beautiful game from him really. Yeah, he has very... Uh, uh, highlight moments where it's a contested mark or he's kicked quite a lot of nice running goals that they sort of really catch your eye. And I agree with you at the ground. It felt like he was the one that was really standing up. Um, he also mm-hmm. had a seven, seven score involvement. So he was, was, was awesome. Uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a really good game by him. He's had a fantastic season. Big reason why we're here. It's good to see him get a few games under his belt and start getting back into that form that he was in earlier in the year. Yeah, absolutely. And Hewitt, again, uh, in another one who's hit, hit his straps, and I thought he was pretty good as well. What do you think, Manny? Yeah, I thought he was all right. I thought um, a few times, and some of them were a bit unlucky, but he, look, he goes hard. It's what he does, but he's a bit overzealous on a few tackles or was mm. sort of on the wrong end of getting tackled a few times and got a bit stuck. But uh, I think he's, he's doing a good job in there. Is that sort of fourth string, fifth string mid that sort of rolls through and plays that inside role? Uh, yeah, he does it well. And what about the Rucks? So we've talked about TDK. What do you reckon about Pitto's performance, Maddie? Um, God, if he could just take a few more of those marks. He puts himself in the right spot, doesn't he? He's got big big bricks of hands. It's very hard for him to, to yeah. pull it down somehow. And uh, if he took a few more of those marks, I think we'd probably look at him in a bit of a different light. But his, his work around the ball is always solid. Um, he, you know, he got his 24 hit outs. Uh, he throws his body around and, as I said, he positions himself well. Uh, just likes a bit of – likes the, the finishing touch that probably would elevate him from a, from an average ruck to a, a good ruck, I think, or a very good yeah. ruck. Just a few little, you know, little things miss. It's part of the reason you can't – he struggles to fit in the team because he just can't push forward because he just doesn't – doesn't mark it doesn't the ball. do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like we actually see he took a mark in the forward line, didn't he? We were like, oh, there you go. Pitto yeah. took a mark there. Or yeah. was it back line, wherever he was, that he actually contested a few. into a hole. And yeah, it's uncanny how often he, like, he's a big fella and he's, he's smart. He knows where to go and he's, he's in the right spot often. And I guess, look, at least he gives the little, little guys something to work off. They know he's going to drop in front of the, in front of him. Um, yeah, but the debate's going to rage and we'll, we'll talk about it later. But the whole ruck's we'll still, about later, yeah. still not solved, I don't think. 
No, I don't think we've got there. Uh, Doherty kicking the first goal of the game. That was an mm. epic moment. I thought we'd win when that happened. I thought a game that Doc kicks a goal in is always a good game for us. Couldn't have started on a better note there. <laughs> no, no, Doc, uh, yeah, he's been all right. He's been a bit quieter lately, um, but uh, filling a multitude of roles. He had six score involvements yeah. himself, so he was in and about. Only the 300-odd metres gained, a couple clearances, a couple inside 50s. But uh, I feel like he's missed a fix-it a little bit for Voss at the moment. I feel like he, yeah. he fills that void on the wing in the midfield field on the halfback flank he just sort of goes where they need him he's not sort of not specializing in any one area uh even goes into the forward line like I say he snapped a goal but he's doing it very well it's a very very vital role he plays to it's you know it's a they talk about as guys get older and they get more selfless and they realize stats aren't the the be all and end all and they go Mm -hmm. there was a lot of talk about Trent Cochin around this sort of narrative where he used to always you know he had to get his 30 touches every every game and he became oh, yeah. a much better player once he realized that it wasn't about him getting 30 touches. It was about the team winning. And I feel like Doc's uh, very much like that himself. I think he he's all about the, the – not that, say, the other guys aren't, but I just feel like he's at that stage in the cure. He realizes what – what matters? What matters? Obviously, yeah. feels very secure. Doesn't you know? Doesn't feel like you know. I've got to get over my fifteen touches, or else you know, I might, may get dropped. And he knows he's going to be in the team and uh, do do whatever he needs to do. As you say, Mister Fix, it's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, just he a just strong leadership wherever he is. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Matty. Couldn't agree more. And there's room for improvement for him next week as well. As you say, it was a quiet game in some ways, but a classic doc, very important. You, you need him out there. There's no doubt about it. Sadi, I thought, um, had a really good night, Matty. What do you make of his game? Yeah, I, I thought he played really well. I feel like he's been um, getting – he had a bit of a quiet patch, and I feel like he's coming back on. Uh, yeah, second yeah. highest metres gained, uh, 505, 81% time on ground, five score involvements. Who had most? Acres, 570. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. But for him, for Saad to be getting that that drive, that get that you know that um, yeah that first woof, where that first kick, that was the best woof I've it heard a, it was in person. I the think. best woof for the best kick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. Everyone was on board. Everyone was excited. It was a good kick. It was a good long kick, and everyone. <laughs> belted it out in perfect unison and just to get a real great real nice moment there at the G it sort of died off a but little sometimes bit sometimes Saad that, does the wolf and does a little chip yeah, kick but no, no so that was worthy of the wolf it was a real good one and uh, everyone was everyone was uh, ready for it everyone was psyched um no I thought yeah. he had, a, had a, a really good game 23 touches um yeah I think uh it was nicely done by Saadi I think, again, the stats don't even tell the story there. Just he caught the eye, like we said, just the test of being at the game and who's catching your eye. Sadi was really, really catching the eye. Newman, a uh, man uh, who he didn't actually make up podium, but, you know, for many he, he hmm. might make the best and fairest podium. He was the man with the ball in his hands at the end of the game with that important mark. Tough mark, yeah. Um, he had that little stuff up in the first quarter, but otherwise uh, another really strong performance from one of our best players of the season as, uh, as per usual. Yeah. And similar to doc, he's just a, he's a leader in that team. And there was a moment oh, there yeah. where oh, I feel like maybe it was in the third where Sydney were getting on top. I can't remember where it was. Yes. But he, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. He pulled the whole backline group together and was very, uh, What's Stern. the word I'm looking for? A lot of animated. animators. Thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Very animated in, in his discussion with the group. And you could tell he was just sort of telling them like, you know, this, this is what needs to be done. And uh, it's what you need to be a successful team. And um, he's had a stellar season. I felt like he was good without being uh, the lofty heights he's reached recently. But yeah, yeah it's similar to Doc, I think you're but, right. His leadership was yeah. probably the standout feature there. Because it was that moment where they were starting to get momentum and you and I were like, 
my God, our defence needs to wake up. And it was comforting to see uh, Newman seemingly delivering that message himself very in a very impassioned way. Yeah. Um, Gov, what do you think of Gov's game, Maddie? Um, I thought he was pretty solid. Yeah, he was okay. I didn't I didn't really notice him for a while, but I thought he was thought he was all right. I, you know, he, yeah. I think Gov's playing it. He's you notice him and he's at his best when he's sort of flying and taking those marks. Mm. He didn't really seem to get the opportunity to do that. So look, he was he was all right. Um, he's a versatile player back there with his speed. You know, tall and small, which I think is important. But yeah, I thought it was just a just a, a good game standard. from Gov without yeah, just a standard game. Yeah. What about Marchbank? I was very frustrated with him early and saying, uh, we'll get to selection, but I thought we should have picked Motlop. And obviously they're not similar players, but it seemed that Marchbank hmm. took the spot that maybe was up for grabs. And I was like, see what's going on here. But as the game went on, I literally said, I take it back. Marchbank's been important. Yeah. Um, he, he positioned himself really well. He had some really important moments. So a bit of Jekyll and Hyde from Marchie, I felt. What did you think, Maddie? Yeah, grew into the game. He had a couple bad moments early. And as you said, ended up finishing strongly. Uh Sort of like Pitto, but not to the same degree. I feel like he's one of those guys who's quite smart. He's quite um, athletically gifted. Like, he's quite a good runner, and he, he's it tends to be in the right spot a lot. And a lot of the time, you're like, oh, thank mm-hmm. God he's there, and uh, yeah. credit to him for that. And then but just every now and then, the ball slides off his boot or through his hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he fixed those little things up, he would be a very good player down there. I can see what they see in him. And, yeah, it, you know, you th- at his age, you probably should be a bit cleaner, but he has missed a lot of football. And it, Yeah, exactly. I feel like, yeah, he's, he's, he's been back in the team for a while and it's a bit of a tricky one. I see why they pick him. Like I say, he's, he's really good at reading the play and, and being there. Yeah, just a little bit more polished for him. Mm. And, and I think we'll be talking about him in a bit of a different light. We just said after the game to Channel 7 or whoever he was speaking to um, that Marchbank has the highest uh, football IQ of almost any defender he's played with and he's played with a fair few. <laughs> they, That's high praise. A fair few. So, yeah, very high praise. Um, speaking of weedering, him and his uh, new lieutenant down there, is lieutenant the right word? Yeah. Yeah. We'll right. go with it. Uh, I'm trying to think You're if you've got a... Whatever, I'm moving on. Um, Kemp is who I'm referring to. Right the hand two, man. Right hand man, that'll do. That That's better. Um, solid performance from both of them. Obviously, we've talked about that moment. Kemp was very frustrated with himself with that little hiccup. But apart from that, um, the weedering in particular, just classic weedering game, missed out, robbed of the All-Australian defender, but just showing showing everyone that you don't want to uh go he won't be bypassed for much longer if he continues the form that he's in no he did get caught out a couple times uh whereas he just sort of was playing in front and the ball slid over the back and uh yes i recall a couple few times where he got done but i think um as just as, as a general uh vibe for the game our, our defensive unit was fantastic so don't want to detract from that at all i thought they were a big reason we we had to hold in there they were under a lot of pressure and uh, a big reason why we won the game um there was yeah, a Swan absolutely. supporter on the tram ride home who was very insistent on on having a chat about all things football, uh, and she really? had yeah high praise for the for the Carlton backline. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's interesting. I w- I'm interested that the Swans player person even wants to talk when we've had a loss, particularly in a final. I uh, go home in a tantrum, not wanting to talk about it. <laughs> uh, oh, she was just a very anything football, talking about all the teams, all the players. Um, Great, yeah, love it was, it. yeah, but uh, yeah, very persistent on the chat. <laughs> well, if the the other side's noticing it, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Ford line, Maddie, Charlie, well held. We've well and truly covered Harry, but Charlie had his moments. Um, 
Yeah, we, we thought we'd be sitting here talking about the Charlie and Cripper show. We're not, but it wasn't a bad night from Charlie when he did get it. Um, you said they were covering him his wheel around quite well. Uh, uh, that wasn't me, but yeah, I, we, that was discussed when we were at the game. Uh, look, he had 15 touches, kicked a goal, took that good mark. It wasn't a disaster yeah. game from Charlie, but... Oh, no, no. And I felt once Harry went off, he was, he was getting doubled. Like I felt like he was... Uh, getting a lot of attention afterwards. It allowed them to, to sort of sag off and know where the ball was going. And then the other issue was yeah. he started pushing up on the wing and getting his hands on it and then it not, didn't really no have forward. anyone to kick to. Yeah, it was a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, but, yes, look, it wasn't a, you know just a, just a solitary goal early on. Um, definitely got got well held. Um, yeah, just – but the – we only had a couple multiple goal scorers. Only Martin Cottrell were the only multiple goal scorers. Singles for everyone well, else. So let's go to him. Martin, so important, which just alarms me given he's been charged for these two weeks, which is likely to hopefully get downgraded to one. But still, we can probably presume we won't have him next week. Yeah. He is so important. You said it on the pod before, but I just feel like it couldn't be more true. He has a habit of popping up when we really need someone to, when we really need a moment, when we really need a goal, a steady pair of hands, he'll pop up. Um, two goals from him. I thought he was huge for us. He provides a spark. He provides, you know, some polish in front of goal. Uh, I am very concerned that we're going to be missing him. And even the took two marks drifting into the back line, two contested marks yes, in the back Yes, they put him behind the, the ball at the yeah. end. You're right. That was a great call from Vossi as well. Credit yeah. where credit's due. They obviously rate him. The way they set up is interesting. When, the, when Harry and Charlie are on the ground, often they play Martin as deepest forward and have the big boys up in, yes. in front of him. Um mm. Yeah, we often talk about the fact he's a, he's a moments guy. He loves to stand up when when the team needs something, or is it there's a moment on the line, and he did that numerous times and played a really good game. Couple crucial goals. Uh, I also feel like wet weather football is is his thing. He loves to to go in hard. He's yeah. got to be one of the toughest guys on the list. And uh, I, the game was made for him um, that night. I feel like it really suited him, and it was a classic Jack Martin game. Only the twelve touches, but felt like he was uh, one of the best players. Final impact, yeah. Totally. Do you think you'll get downgraded to a week or do you think there's any hope of our lawyers, the real MVPs, getting him off altogether? I think there's a chance of getting downgraded. I think the chance of getting off it are slim. I, look, I can't pretend that I know the system that well. The only thing I could think of is they could argue that it was a tackling motion, which it, it was a pretty pretty aggressive right arm swing. But in his favour, yeah. Blakey came back on and played out the game. Uh, so obviously mm-hmm. wasn't concussed from the hit. So that's maybe gets it downgraded to medium. I think that impact, I think that still gives him a, a week, unfortunately. I don't know if there's some sort of argument they could sort of say that it was uh, incidental or something, but that's sort of hard oh, to Oh, his argue. arm had to slip or something. Uh, have you seen the footage of Toby Green doing the same action in our game against um, the Giants in round 24 against Gov t- into his p- private and equally yeah. sacrosanct area? Didn't even get and he didn't get anything. I know. And that was yeah. a strike to the, the groin is a lot more like you get quite a few weeks for that. It doesn't, I think it's pretty much, it's like its own category. It's like, it's a pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. didn't even get cited. I know it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's just there. Very uh, worried about the head, obviously. So it gains a bit more attention, unfortunately, which it shouldn't. Yeah. It's not really. Look, there's. It's a, the thing that I think that drives all supporters mad about these sort of situations is you can troll back through footage and find endless numbers of examples that never get cited mm-hmm. or get lesser charges. Uh, it's just. I think that's what everyone finds frustrating. It's a bit of a lottery when it comes to to the. Uh, the system's broken. System, yeah. It's just it's frustrating. Yeah. But look, it's to be very fair. If we're going to take off the blue goggles I talked about earlier, it probably deserves a week. He did come in and pretty much punch him in the face and it, he didn't yeah. take much care with his action. 
No, when you and I saw the replay, we weren't like, it's fine. We both were like, oh, dear, that's not great. It wasn't like he hit him on the shoulder and then rose up off the shoulder. It it looked like it went straight flush to his face from the little replay I saw. Yeah, yeah. So that's a worry. And we'll get to that next quarter. To round out the um, forward line, Cunningham delivered when he needed to with the important goal when it was wet um, right before halftime. So important moment from him. Uh, Voss said, you know, finals are about moments and he took his. So that yep. was good to see. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, Owies, anything to say about Owies or Motlop's the last one? I guess he was a sub and didn't really do no, anything at all. No, Motlop so. didn't really have much of a chance. He got pushed forward. He was playing as a lone forward there at the end. The ball wasn't down there, so he didn't really get a chance to do anything. Um, yeah. And Owies, look, he kicked that goal, thank God. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he even knew he did. He was so unconvincing. Yeah. If he hadn't kicked that goal, he probably would have been my whipping boy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> fair enough. He was he was all right. Oh, he's had the, he had five tackles, which is a good effort, and kicked a goal. You know, it's, it's a definitely a pass mark for a small forward. Yeah, actually, before we get to the next quarter, Maddie, we should do our votes for the MVP of finals. Do you want the? Music? Yeah, let's do it. Give the people what they want. <laughs> All right, who had your votes? Uh, Maddie and I give out 10 votes each. We have to give out all 10. One player can't get more than five. We're starting from scratch with a finals MVP, so we're going to have four games to vote for, I'm sure, Maddie. Um, who have you got? I, I feel like I left a few guys out because we couldn't squeeze them in, but I went three votes for Acres. I thought our best on the night. Then uh, yep. two votes uh, each to Chera and Cotts, um, yep. and then a single to Walsh, TDK, and Martin. Yeah, okay. We've been pretty similar there, I think, if not exactly the same. I just need to... Oh, really? So I've got... Oh, no. We, eight, do you tell me? Acres with three as well. Cottrell with two. Walsh with two. Yeah, I had Chera with two. Walsh with one, but that's all right. Uh, okay, and then I've gone singles to Martin, Chera and Saad. Don't think you had Saad. Yeah, I had TDK instead of Saad. So we're not miles apart. Yeah. We're on the same sort of... Yeah, it was pretty funny similar. putting them together. When you're listing off the players that were definitely getting votes, I was like, Acres... Cots was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, oh, Walsh Chera and Walsh are okay. And then it was like um, TDK. Yeah. I thought Newman and Saad for me was, so I thought probably unlucky not to to get any love, but um, we'll see if yeah. that cost them or no. not in the race for the finals MVP next week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Very, very, very important. Um, interesting, the big names that are missing from that list. So lots of room for improvement. Let's talk about selection and the week to come and jump into the third quarter. Coach's box. <laughs> No uh, little coach's box intro this week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best. And that's what, as competitors, we'll try and strive for. Have you watched Maddie um, Vossi's uh, post-game rev-up to the boys? It's on the Carlton socials. No, I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? They posted it tonight. Post-game yeah, rev-up. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. Post-game, oh, it's not a rev-up, just like recap. But he says, you know, kind of you, you won that on heart. The first half you won on method. But the second half, we half we won on heart. Um, and then I, what I liked about it, he said, so that's one done, you know, on to the next. I like that it wasn't like, what a moment. It's kind of like, tick for that one. Yeah. Let's keep rolling. It's always been very good. I mean, I think a lot of the modern coaches are, but the, the focus is a grand final win. So if you get to one final win and just be like, you know, amazing, like, you know, we've won a final, you don't want the guys to relax. You know, you gotta, you still got to have that end goal in mind. Hunger. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that way. Like, uh, you know, I could understand even as supporters, I think, oh my God, we've been waiting so long and we've won a final. This Mm. season's a success for us. Amazing. But hey, we're a few games away from doing something even better if we can keep rolling. So keep the ambitions high. Definitely. Um, So 
Coach's box, what did you think about the selection for this week, Maddie? Um, I guess the unlucky ones to miss out might be the best way to look at this were Dow, Fish, um, Boyd didn't come in, um, Motlop was the sub, Ed Kerno wasn't wasn't playing. Uh, was there any selection choices that surprised you? Candy, no, none None surprised me. Uh, so well, Marchbank in surprised me a little bit, although, as we say, we saw what happened and it worked. Yeah. Uh, there was a few that were like borderline calls, but, you know, if someone said to me, without looking at who played in their places, like you said, talking about who missed out, Fish, Boyd, uh, who was the other one you mentioned Dow. at the start? Dow. Dow's definitely, a big one. Yeah, definitely unlucky. unlucky. Definitely unlucky and um, – on recent Holland's. form, uh, Hollands, yeah, actually, that's a good one we didn't mention. All those guys uh, could have easily had a spot in the team, I think. I don't think anyone would have begrudged them uh, playing. Yeah. Uh, this is the beauty. We've got a finally got a relatively uh, healthy list, um, even though we've got a few guys coming off um, some close games. Uh, so, sorry, some uh, some injuries. Um, yeah. So, maybe not a heap of time in their legs, but... Uh, you know, our injury list isn't big at the moment. We've finally got it right when it matters at the end of the season and we're in the September yep. and that's, it's, that's a good sign. You can't, if it was an easy selection, uh, you, you don't have the depth and that's what builds great teams. And it will be interesting if it changes a little next week, but to answer your question, sorry, in a very roundabout way, I thought the selection was, no, was all right. Look, it su- surprised me a little, but um, I didn't mind it. My biggest gripe was that Motlop wasn't named and he didn't, you know, have a chance yeah. to change I, minds. But I thought we needed him. We needed – I even thought on the night we looked like we were missing that small spark in the forward line sometimes that he's given us. Yeah, his ability so – I hope his name next week. His ability to flash through something out of nothing is is just a bit better than some of our other smalls that, that are up there. Uh, it's, these, mm. it's based on potential though, which is always a bit of a – Yeah, he, he may not yeah, do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he may do it four There's times in a quarter. games where he goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah exactly. days where he's not there. But I write, I feel like – yeah, I feel like uh, finals, I, he's one of those guys who you feel like the moment – a bit like Jack Martin, you feel like he'll enjoy the moment. So it would be nice to see if he got a run. We'll be to see if he plays next week. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, before we get to those selection choices and how we line up against Melbourne, uh, do you want to give us some of the highlights of the team stats? Oh, yep. Sorry, I didn't think we were going to go there because I thought, oh, she's not doing it. So I just flipped off it, but I'll bring it back up. No, no, let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, stats for the week. Uh, we won disposals, but only just the ratio for kicks and handballs was actually really similar between the sides. We had the inside 50s by plus 12. So pretty big advantage for the inside yeah, okay. 50s. Um, free kicks ended up dead even. Hitouts were pretty much even. We only won the clearances by three, and that was in the centre clearances, but stoppage clearances came out equal, which was... That's surprising. We thought we'd yeah, dominate there. That was, that was what everyone was talking up, going to be our massive advantage, was going to be our clearance work, and Sydney did a real good job. I feel like last time we played them, I think it was a similar story. Everyone talked up how bad they were at clearances, and then they did a really good job, maybe even beat us last time we played them in clearances when they yeah. in the regular season. So they've got us... Seemed to get us pretty well figured out in the midfield. Um, around the ground, though, we had uh, we won the contested possession count pretty convincingly. Um, had less turnovers and uh, looking for tackles. We the tackle count was pretty much even as well. Though we had a couple more. We had fourteen to eleven for inside fifty. So to be honest, for a game that was felt close, the stats reflect that it was very even yeah. stat wise all the way down. 
Yeah, yeah, interesting. I didn't feel like our pressure was quite as manic as it has been other times, even though it was a final. It lifted mm. in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, and obviously we hang on, hung on at the end with a good amount of pressure, but just didn't have that manic feeling, I guess, that it has some other weeks. Not quite. I think also that Sydney brought a lot of their own pressure. I think when two teams are bringing mm. a lot of pressure, the game just becomes a bit scrappy and so it doesn't look as good. Whereas yeah. when you're bringing a high level of pressure and the other team's a step off it, it feel, I think it makes your team look better. It buys you a bit more time and it makes the other team look a bit panicky. Whereas I think everyone just looked a bit panicky out there because it was just a high level of pressure from everyone. So, Yes, that makes sense. That's true. That's, that's it was hard my to, take so we on didn't, it. Yeah, we didn't stand out because it was across the board. All right, let's look at the Melbourne game. First question for you, who would you have rather, Melbourne or Collingwood? Uh, I think Melbourne were probably got the better chance of beating. So, yeah, from that with the, in, the sense, injuries, yeah, with, they've got a few injuries. We've played them recently. We've beaten them. Um, I think we're definitely, and they only finished fourth on the on the ladder. We finished fifth. Uh, so for me, on paper and and my general feel is they're the team you probably want to. I think we would have liked to have come up against. Uh, yeah, I feel like Collingwood would have been struggling, but. If they turned it on and hit their peak form, I think it would be very difficult to beat this season, yeah. as much as it pains me to say that about Collingwood. Whereas I feel yeah. like Melbourne haven't quite hit those heights this season. Um, You're right. More. I think Collingwood have been the best when they're at their best. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what are you thinking for selection? We're without Martin, let's assume we're without Harry. Yeah. Big, big losses to the forward line. We obviously all just need to pray that JSOS is – here's what I'm hoping, Maddie. They announce his contract extension two years, everyone's <laughs> heard the rumour. Let's announce that tomorrow. Let's name him in the team later in the week and let's have him have some wonderful moment where he kicks a goal and the Carlton Faith will go wild. Yeah. My instinct is, and I love that little prediction, yeah, first thing I think of is sauce for Harry makes us a touch smaller, bit of versatility, and then – uh, the other one would be Motlop for Martin. And then I think, though, it raises an interesting question. Is if you've got Sauce in the team, do you need to play Pido? Yes, I, I'm curious. I'd be tempted to not. Yeah, I think so too. I think if you've got Sauce there, we've run the it before. The only thing is, though, is Sauce not match fit. Yeah, that's a fair point. But there's, I, I never really question his work rate. True, that's he, true. But I just wonder if doing the ruck work is a lot to ask if he's... Yeah, in. no, I hear what you're saying. I didn't look, but he's, his impact hasn't been through his, his touch and skills. And look, I, you're right, it is probably a lot to ask fitness-wise for him to come straight back in. But I think you'd have, you know, if he had to be rolled off the ground at the end because he had nothing left, I think he would do it. So Yeah, that's uh, why we love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think he would stop trying. He'd present. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't expect him to be tearing the game apart. Like he, oh, How long ago was it where he played that amazing game? He was, he was just on. Was it yeah. was that when he got hurt? Did it was this he, season. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago where he few goals, heap of touches, and everyone was yeah, like Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Who was it against? It was that um it was at Marvel. I can't remember who it was playing now. Anyway, I would don't think yeah. we have need to expect that. Everyone sort of builds up a player when they're not in the team. They always envision them at their best rather than perhaps yeah. what they give you week in, week out. But yeah, I think the more in, I think he's a definite in. I think the more interesting question is do you still play Pitto if he's in? So if you drop Pido, which I think if he's in, you do. Yes. Um, then who? Then is there space for Dow or Kennedy or I don't know. Maybe I'd, probably not a Kennedy. I'm not. I don't think a Dow or a Kennedy fits. I would like to see us with a bit more run. I'd be tempted to bring in a Fish Hollands. or a Hollands. Yeah, one of those Hollands. two. Yeah, Fish Fisher or Hollands. Yeah. yeah. 
I like that selection, Maddie. I'm into that. I think uh, so. We've got Martin, Harry, and possibly Pitto out. Yeah. Motlop, Sauce, and Holland's in. Yeah, it's a lot smaller. Uh, there is the bit of the. Cons- we need more speed, though. I think um, in the team, we looked a bit slow at times. I think a bit more Holland's yeah. uh, and Motlop uh, bring some speed, and Sauce as well. Yeah, getting around the ground yeah. better than Pitto. That that could be a good look. Yeah, and we've seen what Melbourne do. They don't play very well with the double ruck setup, and I don't think they're going to roll with it. So it'll be Gorn rucking by himself. Uh, which makes Ooh, it a bit... So do you need two to take on Gorn? That is the question. That, yeah, Gorn's a very good ruck, but I think if it's just Gorn by himself, I think TDK played well against him. I think you could probably back in TDK to, to match him. Yeah, okay, interesting. Because that is the argument for keeping Pitto, isn't it, that you, you're going up against Maxi. Yeah, that, that, um, that's probably... Do you need someone to nullify? That is probably in, yeah, in Pitto's favour, perhaps. But in positive mm. news, they're missing a bunch of players. They're missing Melksham, Van Ruin. They'll be missing Brayshaw. Um, yeah. Oh, I feel like there's a few others that I'm missing. Uh, but they've, they've got a bunch of injuries um, in their team. Uh, their forward line doesn't really have any sting to it at the moment. Um, Pickett maybe could bob up. Uh, Fritch. He's some, done it to us before. Yeah, Fritch is accurate, but they're missing a big. Let's hope they kick as Poorly as they did against Collingwood. We, yeah. we need a bit of that. If they're relying on Tom McDonald against Weeders, they're just going to get eaten alive down there. So I think our defence will be strong. Um, it'll be a battle in the midfield, like our midfield versus theirs. Um, they've also got an excellent contested midfield. Petraka's just on fire. He tore us yeah. apart last time drifting forward, so I'd really like to see us have a better plan on how to deal with him. And obviously yeah. um, Oliver and, and Viney are excellent players as well. So if our midfield can match it with theirs, um, I think our forward line's more potent, which which should uh, bode well for us. Yeah. Okay. So what's your prediction then? Let's have it. Uh, let's start <laughs> with, obviously we always predict a win, but realistically you think we're in with a shot. I, I do. I'm nervous, but I think we're in with a shot. Yeah. And look, finals are tight. So I'll go with a, a two goal two goal victory. Okay, I like it. I'll go with a uh, two-point victory, even tighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take either. I would I would take either, that's for sure. Very exciting times. Um, gosh, if we win next week, Maddie, whew, yeah. look out on next week's pod. <laughs> we'll be popping the champagne. <laughs> I'll be getting pretty excited about how uh, what, what's ahead, although it would be Brisbane ahead. Let's yeah, look ahead of the last yeah, that, that would but be tough. Brisbane at the Gabba would be a very, very tough prospect. Should we get into the fourth, Maddie, and open the mailbag? Each week we do a call out for your questions on our social media, the.bluepod on Instagram, the Blue Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. So, um, yeah, if you haven't sent in a question yet, now's the time. We'll be putting a shout out before next week's episode as well. I will just get them up. Which would you like to start with, Maddie? Oh, actually, oh. you're not choosing because I'll just get what's in front of me. I didn't, check, I didn't check my mailbag. Do you want me to check? Uh, I think Maddie's mailbag will be well and truly empty after the debacle that was the email question of a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> if you knew, Maddie uh, did a screenshot and read the whole backstory but cut off the question. That's <laughs> all right. Max liked it. It's fine. The question was, is the lid off and uh, after a finals win? Yes. <laughs> okay. Flat Sticker says, but we need to send out a sauce to cover Jack Martin and H. We've said yes to that, right? Yeah. Um, Jenna Species, whose touch on the goal line was better, Acres, Marchbank, or Sauce? I'm trying to remember Sauce's goal line touch. Is that the diving one? Like it was like a. I think like you've got to go with Acres two in a final. Yeah, I'm going with Acres in the final. Extra bonus points. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, we have Mark DT. Does Cotters get the respect he deserves consistently in the top metres run, sprint, effort and work rate? And he says, also, guys, the Carlton and Collingwood grand final chances are live. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Love that. <laughs> that would be, wow. Could you imagine that? Um, uh, was it Acres? I can't sorry. imagine it. <laughs> was he talking about Acres? Cotters, oh, Cotters. Oh, he's massive. Uh, he's always had a good work rate and I think the rest of his games just come along in leaps and, leaps and bounds in the last 12, 24 months. Um yeah, really cementing a spot. I don't think team. he does get the respect he deserves. Like, I think he's... No, he's one, yeah. but that's what makes great teams, you know, these guys that people don't really think of that have, have impact. And then when you actually yeah. play them, they go, oh, gee, that guy was, was all right. Yeah, exactly. Tim W says, I set up at the last b- bounce was one of a well-drilled team. We did see this at the game, Maddie. Great point, Tim. Fords were all along the 50 to meet the 666 rule, but pushed up as far as they could so they could run back and defend. Players streamed back after the immediate stoppage that Cripps created. Are we now the close game experts? <laughs> so as Tim's described there, when the ball was bounced, our Fords all lining up yep. on the arch, ready to sprint, and we observed it too. And Charlie just... Powered. Belted back there. So did Martin. Yeah, um, yeah they all went yeah, back. Was, Mots was the only forward. It was very organised. It was there was definitely a, like he says it was well drilled. As you would hope so. It's pretty logical. Get everyone back. But it's good to see them execute. I don't it. reckon we would have done that in years gone by though. It was it was professional. We knew what we were doing. Um, and we did it. I mean, I don't want us to keep being in close games. I would have liked to relax and enjoy that match. But we seem to at least know what we're doing in those situations now. It does. It gives you a bit of confidence in the in the group and the coaching group when you see them executing things that you think they should be. But uh, as you say, that in recent times, perhaps uh, missing some opportunities. So it was good to see them all on to, all onto it. Jeremy Cruz says favorite blooper. And I'm not sure if he's talking about the game or our season on the blue pod. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite blue pod blooper is Matt's mailbag. <laughs> uh, oh, gee, nothing springs to mind for the blue pod bloopers. Uh, for the game bloopers, I think we'd have to go for Harry in front, surely. Yeah, yeah. All, and Well, yeah. always because he kicked the goal was a good one. Uh, that's a good blooper. That's better. That's a bit more fun. Um, James Jimmy Paul says, our fullback kick-ins are so predictable yeah. and always the same. Why can't we say, say change this? That is, We have to change it, surely. It's just Look, ridiculous. I'll give him a pass because it was obviously at the end they'll be conservative. But, gee, if I watch him do every kick out to that same spot next week, I will pull what little hair I have left on my head out. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You've, he's got a full head of hair, listeners. He's talked himself down there, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be much left by the end of next week. The ginger, the strawberry blonde ginger mop rolls on. <laughs> um, this Friday night, Paul says, will be a lightning fast track after a hot week. It is going to be a warm week. There's a need for speed. So he suggests Motlop for Martin. We agree. Hollands, Dow and Fisher, along with JSOS for Harry, must all be in the mix. Well, I think we've said exactly that. Um, we yeah. didn't name Fish in our preferred lineup, but that's obviously definitely an option as well. No, we talked about the possibility of him coming in. Though. I said Fish or, Fish or Hollands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's funny. I think we'll we'll wrap there because all the rest really centre around selection. Um, what a time to be alive, Maddie! We got another final Here Friday night. Friday Footy. night at the G again. Let's do it again. Let's win again. Bit better uh, weather, but hopefully just as glorious results out on the field. Um, and we're doing the blue pod in September. Let's hope we have many more episodes to come. <laughs> at least, uh, well, we need another three. I think. Yeah, that'd be the way to go. All right, we'll catch you next week, Blue Crew. Please, if you're uh, new, hit subscribe and follow us wherever you're listening so that we pop up when we drop our episode next week. And if you feel like leaving us a review or telling your friends about us, we'll love you for it. It's the best way we grow. We'll catch you next week. Huge week ahead. Go the baggers. See you, Maddie. Go, Luz.